Welcome to the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa Ferguson. And I'm Chris Johns. We would like to welcome you to show number 56. And for any listeners joining us for the first time, our show features things we love at Disney. And in each episode, we have a guest who creates Disney magic for our listeners at home or on their Disney vacations. From vacation planners to product producers, our guests can bring Disney magic into your life. And as a reminder to our listeners, we appreciate if you take time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform where you listen. We always give listeners a shout out who have written a review for us on future episodes of the Diz Love Podcast. And then, of course, for any of you that leave us like those five-star customer ratings, we greatly appreciate those too. All of these reviews help future listeners find us. So thank you so much for helping us on that. Now, on today's show, we are going to be joined by Kelsey from Hunter and Gray. Her shop features lots of fun wands to add magic to you and your little one's lives, whether it be at home, for costumes, or dress up, or at the parks. And one thing that I thought was a lot of fun, her Instagram bio says she's a missus and a mama with big Disney dreams, and we're super excited to have her on the show later today. And Chris, what did Kelsey do for our listeners? She did something awesome. She's given every listener who uses the code DISLOVE 10% off every order at her store. Yes, so I will make sure to put that in our show notes so you can see it and use it on your future orders. And we'll also put a link to her VIP Facebook group where she puts launches for all of her new products as well. Now, in today's episode, before we get to talk to Kelsey, we're going to talk about, we've had other episodes where we've reviewed childcare services. Um, We've had some other ones where we've talked about some tips for traveling with kids in terms of ride swap and different things. Well, we're going to kind of do a recap of just traveling with a toddler. Um, This was the first time that we went to Walt Disney World with a little one with us. And when we were in March, we learned some things that we're hoping to be able to share some tips with you and update some of the information from our past episodes where we've talked about similar things and really how to make your trip and vacation at Walt Disney World a little less stressful if you have a small child with you. Now, I should give a few caveats to the to this discussion. Number one, of course, our daughter is a toddler, so we're not giving any tips for infants. That's out of our realm of knowledge. Another thing is that our daughter sleeps in. She is not a morning person. She is not. No. So if you're a get there right at the beginning of the park opening, that didn't work for us. So we stayed out later in the evenings and went to the parks a little bit later as well. And another thing is she's at the age, she it was right before her third birthday. So she was at the age where she wasn't taking long naps. So we didn't have to take breaks in the day to go back to the resorts for a long nap or anything. So we're going to just kind of give some tips of things that we learned while we were on the trip. And hopefully give you some information about some of the different perks that are available and the things that can help make your trip with a little one a little easier. Now, first off, one of the most obvious things, and I think one of the places that should become your friend while you're, you should get to know well while you're on your Disney trips are the baby care centers. Now, these are in all of the theme parks. And what did you think? I thought the baby care centers were well set up. Oh, well set up, clean. I mean, air conditioned, a very nice respite when your child needs some time away from the hustle and bustle of the park. Yes, for sure. And so they have lots of different features. So they have private nursing rooms with rocking chairs. So if you have really little ones, of course, we didn't need that, but they do have spaces. They have changing rooms with tables. They have restrooms in there. Um, They also have 
have like a little kitchenette area where you can feed your little ones with high chairs. They have a kitchen that has like, well, a kitchenette sort of thing where there's a microwave and a sink. We spent time because our daughter's a little bit older. They have a main room that has a TV and some seating and stuff. So what we would often do is um, we would go in there with her stroller and let her kind of take a rest. You can also buy all kinds of, if you forgot something or run out of something, they have things like formula, baby food, diapers, wipes, sunscreen, every kind of over-the-counter medication you can think of. So really, if something happens and you lose something, you forget something, you run out of something, you can pretty much pick it up there. And these are at all four of the theme parks, and they're open during regular park hours. It's no additional cost to use the services there. And Chris, do you want to talk about where they're they're all located? For sure. And again, right now, the big ones across the theme parks, there's four centers. The first one in Magic Kingdom is between Casey's and the Crystal Palace, so not very far from the main entrance. In Epcot, it's uh, near Test Track and Showcase in the Odyssey. And Animal Kingdom, it's left of the Tree of Life before the bridge into Africa. And I think that's the one we didn't visit. We were we did Hollywood Studios and Epcot and Magic Kingdom. I don't think we made it to Animal Kingdom. You are correct. And then at Disney Hollywood Studios, um, it's in the guest relations near the front of the park. So again, very close to the front, which I guess is a blessing where if you're doing the transportation in and there's an issue or before you make your way home. Yes. And I think the good thing is with the Epcot one, because Epcot is the largest park, it's kind of centrally located in the middle, right between World Showcase and Future World, which is nice. And then like Chris mentioned, like Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, those are a little bit closer to the front. And when you think about those parks, they're smaller parks anyways. So it's a little bit more easier access, whether you're going or coming, or you just need a break in the middle of the day. So these are really great facilities. I will say, as I mentioned, our daughter's not at the age where she needs to take a three-hour nap in the middle of the day, but she does snooze and take short cat naps, I would say, like oh, yes. like 45 minutes here or there. And so what we were able to do with these baby care centers is she would fall asleep in the stroller, we'd go wheel her over there, and we'd sit, like Chris mentioned, in the air conditioning. So if you're there at a hotter time of year can cool off. They had seating areas. So we were able to sit. We just kept her in the stroller, let her nap. And then when she was ready to go, we could change her and get cleaned up and everything right there before we headed back out into the parks. So that was very helpful. These are great facilities. Even if your little one just needs a break from the heat of the day, it's a nice spot to kind of chill out and relax. When we were there in March of 2020, they were doing some renovations at the Magic Kingdom one. So I anticipate that we'll have some updates as well here very soon. It's just a great space to be able to go and relax. It almost reminds me on the opposite end, on the adult level, you have like the pass holders lounges and the DVC lounges that they've had in the past. Chase the Chase Disney card lounges. It's just kind of a space for little ones to kind of have that similar rest and respite from the parks. Now, of course, when you are taking a little one, no matter if they're small or a little bit older, even kids beyond that toddler age, you might be considering strollers and having them with you. We personally at home have a very compact 
stroller. It's a European model that's designed to go like in the overhead bin when you travel and fly. It folds up very nicely. But we decided when we were going to Disney that we wanted to be able to load it down a bit, I would say. Oh, exactly. Yes. (laughs) So from backpacks to having her extra snacks and toys and um, diaper bag and all of that sort of thing to also just hold in our cameras. I will say this was the first time that I was able to walk through the parks without being weighed down by stuff. So we decided to rent a stroller. Now, of course, you have several different options. You can rent strollers from the theme parks. I'm going to talk about those and then I'll talk about what we did personally. So at the theme parks, here's the here's the one thing that you need to keep in mind. They're first come, first serve. So if you get there a little bit later, like how we traveled with our daughter, you might be out of luck. They might be gone for the day. And these are very hard plastic. I've not personally like touched one. I don't know if they hold heat. I'm guessing they don't, but they're just not very mobile friendly. I would say like you can't push them in a small space. They don't recline. They don't have very good shade. But if you are in a jam, I'm sure you could probably use that. Um, The other thing is that these have to stay in whatever park that you rent them in. So if you rent it at Magic Kingdom, it's only for use at Magic Kingdom. If you rent it at Epcot, only at Epcot. So you can't use it between parks. You can't take it on Disney transportation. You can't take it back to your resort, etc. So what we found and what we decided to do was to do a stroller rental. Now we've had, we actually had a vendor on last year and they since are no longer providing strollers. But what we ended up, the one that we went with this time, and there are other ones out there. We just happened to go with Magic Strollers because they are a Disney featured stroller provider. So what this means is that they can deliver it right to your resort, to the luggage area where up at the front of your resort. So you can pick it up. And when you arrive, you can have a scheduled time for it to be there. And then when you leave, they can also pick it up. So that is very helpful. There are So that's something you want to keep in mind when you're looking at stroller rental companies. Certain ones are going to be featured providers that are, are allowed to be able to deliver those strollers to Disney. And others will be ones where you would have to schedule a time and say, okay, I'm meeting you at 10 o'clock in the lobby of my hotel or however that may work. So do your homework. Look at it. I know I've heard of other good experiences with Buena Vista. Vista Rentals, a couple other ones as well. We just happen to use Magic Strollers for our trip. Now, if you do have your own vehicle, if you've rented a car, if you pick your up your stroller from them rather than having them deliver it, you do get a 25% discount. So that's something to keep in mind. But one of the things that you want to think about with a stroller is, as I mentioned, our personal stroller is very compact, like you can fold up really quickly. These strollers fold up, but Chris was kind of the one in charge. What would you say getting on and off like the buses and stuff? Was it very easy with the stroller? I think so because I mean, there's just a lot of folks who are already in that position. And so in regards to, you know, maybe consideration goes to older folks, folks with small kids, it, it it's cumbersome, I think, regardless. They're not easy to get on and off of anything. Sure. But all things considered, as crowded as Disney is, it Could really wasn't it up a, exactly. You're correct. Now, the one thing that we did find that was really nice is we stayed at Pop Century. So, of course, that is a Skyliner resort. And what do you th- what do you think was the biggest benefit with that with the stroller on the Skyliner? 
Oh, I think you just could easily compact it down and then slide right on. Yeah, so you didn't have to fold it down. So you were able to keep your backpacks and everything on it. You didn't have to fold it down. Unlike if you get on the bus transportation, you do have to fold it down. Of course, if you're on any of the monorails, you don't have to fold it down either. So keeping in mind what parks you're spending your most time at, you might want to consider either being at a monorail resort where, oh, I can wheel right on and go to not have to fold up. Or a Skyliner Resort, because the same thing. So when we would go to Hollywood Studios or to Epcot, we didn't have to worry about folding down the stroller, which was a time saver. And then, of course, you just want to think about what's going to be best for your family in terms of logistics with that. So that kind of wraps up thinking about strollers, whether you're going to get something right in the park or if you're going to rent one or just bring one from home as well. I would highly suggest I'll put some links. There's a couple of our vendors we've had on that make stroller tags that are super cute. I know we had a stroller tag. So when you come out and there's a sea of strollers that all look the same, you can spot yours very quickly. So I'll put a link to a couple of those vendors as well in our show notes. And there's just a couple more tips we want to talk about that we learned from our experience. Now, one thing we talk about a lot on this show, what do we talk about a lot on this show? Oh, eating. Eating. So we, of course, when we were there, we were on the dining plan. Of course, we know that's temporary, su- temporarily suspended right now. But even with it suspended, this tip would still apply. So we went right before our daughter's third birthday. I actually would highly recommend that. There's no cost to take a little one under the age of three, and she had a blast. She enjoyed all the aspects of the park. But when it comes to food, one of the nice things is in the future, when they hopefully bring the dining plan back, or even right now, they eat for free at most locations. So if you go to a location that in the past might have been a buffet, but now is family style. So there's a lot of the restaurants that are family style. There's no cost for that little one to eat with you. And then of course, there's no cost to add them to like a dining plan or things when that's available. So we tried to schedule, we did a lot of restaurants where it was family style. Or of course, if we have buffets ever again, that sort of thing, because then she was able to eat and there was no added cost. There was a couple of times we went to restaurants where we ordered things for her, but they didn't end up charging us. I don't know if that was just a fluke or how that would work. But one of the big tips to save money is, of course, to just consider where you're eating. Maybe eat at quick service options that have extra things that you can share with your little one. So those are some things that we really found was helpful for the meals and a big cost saver was being able to go to those restaurants with a family style. And then also in terms of meals, our last podcast was about character meals that are starting to be offered again in different capacities. We went to a lot of character meals in March. Did we oh, not? We yeah. Sure did, yes. So we went to quite a few because it's a great time saver to be able to see the characters and get those photos without having to stand in line. We know those experiences are a little different now, but it still would apply. You could still go to Garden Grill and get photos with Mickey and Donald, or you might go to Tobolini's and get some pictures where you have the fab for where you can get nice photos with them too. So you are able to get that character interaction right away. And for little ones who um, might not want to be patient to stand in a longer line for a character, you can have them come right to the, to the, throughout the restaurant, which is very helpful. So those are a few tips from meals. And then last but not least, I'd like to talk about 
rides and how you can manage that with small ones with you. Of course, you might bring someone along who maybe doesn't want to ride certain rides and you can just do child swap with them where they're sitting on a bench, whatever it might be, while you're going to do some rides. But one of the nice things that Disney has is a rider switch program. And so how this works, and we did this a couple of times, more specifically, I remember doing it at Test Track. Do you remember doing the rider swap at Test Track? I sure yeah. do, yes. So how this works is at the main entrance of attraction, you will let the cast member know that you're wanting to do the rider switch program. And typically, depending on the ride, they will either have you stand in the regular line, and then when you get up to load the load area, one person would go on, so Chris would go on. I would wait with our daughter, then he would get off, and then I would get on, and he would wait with our daughter. In the case of Test Track, how they had us do is they had us go through the exit of the ride, so we came back in the backside of the ride. They took my husband up through... Did For Test Track, did you have to go through the single rider line? How'd they have that work? I think I did. I don't really remember. I just know that it wasn't straight on. Right. There was so a bit of a wait. He waited in line and then I was able to be at the end with our daughter. And as soon as he got finally got on the ride, rode it, then he was able to come over and then they just let him sw- switch with me. So we didn't both have to stand in line with her. So that's nice. You have to have one of the things is that everyone has to be present. So it couldn't be like, oh, our daughter and I went shopping while Chris was in line for test track. And then when he was done, he texts me and I run over there. No, you both have to be present at the ride. So if there is a bit of a wait, like there was with test track, you're going to have to wait there, but you're able to both enjoy the attraction and not double the weight. So it wasn't like, oh, he got off and then I had to go back in the long line. We were able to switch right in the loading area. The other thing is that it's important that you have to have two adults. So it can't be, oh, I'm there with my little one and uh, there's a cast member that's going to watch my child. No, that's not how it works. You have to have at least two. We tried. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. No, we did not try that. Um, So you do have to have two adults with you. And I find that it was very helpful for us. We used it a couple of times. I highly suggest that even as you might have kids that are a little bit older that might be apprehensive and not want to do a ride if they're maybe four or five, maybe they're still a little nervous or not reach the height requirement yet for a particular ride. So that is some of the different nuances of the rider switch program. I'm sure there might be some additional changes that Disney will make as there are certain attractions that are closed in that, but we found it very helpful and it is a good time saver, especially for those big ticket rides. Now, overall, I think we learned that with a Disney trip with a little one, if it's your first time going with a small child, just learn to kind of relax a little bit, go with the flow more. Our daughter is pretty easy going, so she had a good time. We didn't go in the summer. We went in the springtime where the weather was decent, so it wasn't like it was blazing hot and she was sweating all day and really miserable. So consider time of year. Consider your dining options, spread those out so that you have good breaks during the day. And even in cooler times of year, it's still nice to get out of that Florida sun and have a little bit of a break. Utilize the resources that Disney has, like the baby care centers, the rider switch program and things like that, just to make your trip that much more enjoyable so that you can have a great time with your your child that's with you. And of course, if you have a larger group, this can apply. If you have more than one child, this can also hopefully be helpful tips. And it's really just a great way to make 
give you the best out of that Disney experience and enjoy it with while your child's small and kind of see that magic in their eyes as they get to see Disney and experience it through their lens. So hopefully this will all be helpful. I'll include some of those links in our show notes and give us just a few minutes to get our call up with Kelsey. We would like to welcome Kelsey to the show. Her business, Hunter and Gray, specializes in all sorts of fun, unique Disney-inspired wands. She also has great kits that you can get with wings and other accessories for your little one's dolls. So we are excited to have her on the show. She is a she calls herself a Mrs. and a Mama with Big Disney Dreams. She's married and has a four-year-old son and an 18-month-old daughter. They're really big into adopting animals, and they have several rescued dogs, a bunny and a guinea pig. Animal Rescues are big in our house as well. <laughs> and she always, of course, like all of us, loves all things Disney. And she's excited she's going to be down there for Halloween coming up here very soon, too. So welcome, Kelsey, to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited. Today's a big day. I'm excited to talk to you guys. We just booked our Halloween trip today. So it's a big day in the Cabana household. Oh, for sure. (laughs) So that fits in really good to, of course, this year we're missing some of these things. But what do you do you have a favorite after hours ticketed event in normal years where we'd have the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party or the Christmas party or after hours? Do you have any favorites? I think it's got to be the not-so-scary party. I mean, our my, my husband and I actually celebrated our first anniversary at the party with our kids. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> we, that's when we did uh, our daughter's gender reveal on Main Street. And so it was a really fun day for us. And that just opened my son's eyes to all things Halloween. We were always like a Christmas family before that. Sure. And the Halloween party just made him obsessed with Nightmare Before Christmas and Oogie Boogie and all that good stuff. So uh, he is definitely, that's his definite favorite in our house, which makes us love it even more. Oh, for sure. And I think there's something, I mean, Disney just makes, I mean, I'm not even a huge Halloween person either, but going to the Halloween parties and experiencing Halloween at Disney is so much fun. It gets me much more excited than just on a regular year where you're just at home. (laughs) Yeah, couldn't agree more. I was never into Halloween until you do a Disney Halloween and there's nothing like it. Yeah, there's no turning back then. Right, exactly. (laughs) So of course, we want to hear all about your business and what are some of the products you offer connected to Disney? Yeah, so um, really through um, my love of Disney and just kind of all things magical in general as a whole, I started um, a couple months ago, Hunter and Gray, and I basically wanted to create something that was magical and fun for kids and something that they, you know, could kind of bring the magic home with them. So I started out with just super simple star-shaped wands. And ironically, I took my son's, um, like the foam star from his play mat downstairs. That oh, kind of, yes. you know, like the one, two, three, ABC. That's <laughs> yes. where the star shape came from originally uh, at the very beginning. And, um, you know, it's really grown from there. I've wow. done all kinds of shapes and Disney, you know, Disney inspired things, um, you know, from a Halloween pumpkin to, nice. um, you know, Sally and Jack and all that kind of stuff is super fun. Um, and my favorite is actually doing customs for people. People will reach oh, out wow. and, you know, need, you know, princess inspired wands to match a costume or something like that. So that's been super fun. I love to kind of get the creative juices flowing and and sure. see uh, what I can create for people to put a smile on their face. Now, if I were to contact you and do a custom order, what's the turnaround time? Like how far in advance would I need to reach out? 
So my standard turnaround time is three to four weeks, but honestly, I've been accommodating all kinds of special requests. Um, If if something needs to be turned around pretty quickly, then I can typically get it out in, you know, a couple days to a week, just depending on the supplies that I need. So I definitely want to help people get stuff in time for last minute trips like myself or birthdays or anything (laughs) like that. Now, you've mentioned a few of the ones that you've done. What are some, like, what are some of the most unique requests that you think that you've had so far? Are you still? I uh, have gotten some good ones. Um, There's one that's on the docket that I haven't made yet, but Uh I am going to create a Maleficent staff. Oh, uh, wow. Where, like, the stick of the wand and then the the raven sitting on top with, like, feathers as the trim. Oh, so cool. So I'm really excited for that one. I just had to have someone um, draw the the design for the cricket to cut the oh, shape that sure. I was looking for. Um, so that one is like truly custom. Like there's some of them that I've had people draw the um, SVGs for, which are pretty cool. So I'm excited to, to do that one for sure. Awesome. Very cool. You know, Now with that, what led you to start your business? Um, so actually uh, I know that 2020 has been a really weird year, but <laughs> this has been um, the year that I actually stuck the most to my New Year's resolutions, which I feel is like, I don't know if that says something about me or not, but um, <laughs> I decided that 2020, I was going to find a creative outlet. I love my job. I'm a full-time working mother of two, and sure. I have a great job that I enjoy, but it's more of a desk job. It's not, I don't get to get my you know, creative juices flowing very much. So um, I actually started the year doing photography on the side, which was great until you can't see people. Right. (laughs) So then I needed something else. And so um, really, I have kind of tossed around a ton of ideas. And at the end of the day, it literally just smacked me in the face that I love Disney so much. I love the magic. I love, you know, the the playful dress up kind of yes. things. And I'm like, wands, wands. And yes. Like, that's so much what started fun. it. Like how fun is that? Wow. Um, that is so cool. It just kind of came out of nowhere, honestly. Well, I have to say years ago, we, we got married at Disney and my bachelorette party was, they had the pirate and princess party back then. And my uh-huh. friend bought us wands and she looked everywhere. She was trying to find Disney wands back then for all of us oh to go. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. it, it's just so neat. I've got to get her a wand, but she would love it, but it would have been perfect back then. It just shows how much the Disney community has grown because that was 12 years ago. You couldn't find all the unique things like where people like yourself are able to find these great niches right and that's so funny that my bachelorette party was at um disney my wedding wasn't but my bachelorette party sure. was and i cannot imagine the group of 10 girls i went walking around with wands because i'm sure we would have been very <laughs> extra with that oh but, for sure <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going back to disney in february we're doing a big like family trip with like oh, a bunch of nice. other families that we've met through the disney community yes my yes. daughter does repping for different like bow shops and things nice. of that nature and so all of you like we call ourselves the ogs you know we yes. all kind of like met and we're all going to do a big trip and one of the moms is birthday and she's like i need a wand oh, so i can walk nice. through epcot and ask for all of my drinks with my wand and oh that would be so, <laughs> so much it's fun be awesome yes <laughs> so that really ties into the next question we always like to ask are what are some of the how do you think that your products add disney magic to our listeners lives Well, since all of this kind of started, well, everyone's at home and Disney's closed. I mean, honestly, this this group of moms that I'm referring to, we were so close and and it was like 
so nice because we can all talk about how much we miss Disney together. And yes. One crazy person. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Um, so that that's kind of how it began. It was just talking about it so much. And I wanted something to feel magical when things don't really feel that magical. And so not only can you take it to Disney and I have lots of now that Disney World is open, at least I've had lots of customers take pictures in front of the castle. And the first one I got, I remember crying. Like, I can't believe my wand is Disney. Yes, um, yes. But it's also fun to be at home. Like, I have some people who ordered for Halloween because their ho- Halloween is going to look different this year. Yes, for How sure. How do you make that more special? I know people are doing, like, Halloween baskets and what special touches can you add or maybe it's how you tell your kid you're going on a trip or you know a special birthday wand or whatever it is and I just think that that's so cool because Disney is not just Disney it doesn't just live in one particular place you can take you know that magic that pixie dust and kind of sprinkle it throughout your life for Um, sure and as cheesy as that sounds to someone who doesn't get Disney magic I think everyone (laughs) listening probably a hundred oh for sure yes for sure (laughs) and it is so amazing to see that you're not the first shop that we've talked to that has started this year and really I think a lot of that grew out of so many people missing those things that you talked about and I'm in a lot of Disney groups that are of other couples that got married at Disney and same thing we would have these discussions about how much we missed planning our next Disney trip or mm-hmm. going to the parks and stuff. And it's definitely something that our community all recognizes that outsiders are like, this is what you miss, like all of these things going on and you miss Disney. But it is nice to be able to have that community out there to, to connect with other people who love Disney as much as we do. A hundred percent. It's so it makes you feel you know, because I'm sure that everyone listening is like the crazy person in their group of friends that, you know, you go to when you need help planning a trip or have questions right. or whatever. So finding other people who are on the same level as you, there's comfort in, in you know, in groups like that. Yes, for sure. <laughs> now, with that, let our listeners know, where can they more find out about you and where can they see your designs? Awesome. Yeah, so uh, I started on Instagram, so it's Hunter period and period gray is our Instagram page. You can see all of the past designs. Sure. I have um, a highlight section where you can review pricing and customs that I've done and things of that. And, you know, some fun customer photos. Those are always awesome to get. Um, and then I also have a Facebook VIP page um, where you can see, you know, more day in the life pictures of our friends oh, or our customers yes. um, posting, you know, just a regular day yeah. uh, maybe it's not a disney day but every day is more magical and that's also hunter and gray vip so Perfect. both of those are great resources to see what i've done so far great and i will make sure to put links to both of those in our show notes and we're really excited to be able to share more about your business with our listeners i greatly appreciate it. i'm so happy that i got to talk to you guys today thank you again for joining us of course thank you And again, thank you to Kelsey for joining us today. And remember, folks, she has an awesome code. DizLove gets you 10% off every order in her store while the code is active. So don't wait. If you're looking to buy something awesome, especially for the holiday season or for somebody's birthday, or you want to get something totally unique that nobody else has, go to Kelsey's store and use the code DizLove to get 10% off. And now we are going to go to our final segments of the show, our two-minute trivia and our Wisdom from Walt quote. So, Chris, you are up with our trivia. All right, Vanessa, I have two awesome trivia questions about the baby care centers and babies. Okay. So, for the first one, this might be a little easy. I didn't know it. Who is the – what company is the official sponsor of the baby care centers? 
in Disney World? Ooh, you know what? I wouldn't have known this, but I was putting together pictures for this and I saw it. I think it's Huggies. You are exactly correct. <laughs> I saw signs. Now, this next one, I have really no official st stats for. Okay. But there is a number out on the internet. How many babies, human babies, because this is where the internet doesn't help you out very much. Okay. Are, have been born at Disney. Um, Is this in a year or like since it's been open? The inception of Disney World, Disneyland. Um, Let's go with 30. Actually, it's a, according to the internet, a tenth of that. Well, only three? Three babies, human babies, have been born at Disneyland, Disney World. Is this number correct? I don't know. I'm not really that strong. You can't strong. believe everything on the internet. But here's the thing. <laughs> I typed in how many babies have been born at Disney. It brings up a rhinoceros, of all things. And I, then I put children, because rhinoceroses are not children. Right. And it still brings up the rhinoceros. But it says only three. Wow. I guess that would make sense, though, because Disney's pretty pronto about probably getting people medical attention. Well, there's that. And I also would think, too, if you're that close to labor, Disney would not be a destination. No, I would not think so. So hmm, very I, interesting. I thought that was very interesting. That is interesting. And I wonder if it's true or not. It probably isn't, but that's the best <laughs> the Internet can do. Well, if you know anything that is contrary to that, please let us know. All right. And of course, we are going to end with our wisdom from Walt quote. And this one, of course, we've been talking about kids this episode. So I thought it'd be good to end on that. Childishness. I think it's the equivalent of never losing your sense of humor. I mean, there's a certain something that you retain. It's the equivalent of not getting so stuffy that you can't laugh at others. And isn't that what Disney is all about? Kind of getting in touch with your inner child, whether you have kids or not. We've enjoyed lots of times of adult-only trips and still felt connected to our inner child. And hopefully all of you feel the same way as well. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Chris. This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings, and it is intended for entertainment purposes only.